Welcome to the MD Advantage podcast. I'm Steve Adubato. MD Advantage is now proud to be part of the MagMutual family. MD Advantage physicians and their practices will continue to receive exceptional protection and support now back by the strength and stability of MagMutual. Um, our podcast is honored to be joined by Dr. Doug Feinstone, who is a psychiatrist and member of the medical faculty at MagMutual Insurance Company. Dr. Feinstone, great to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Doctor, by way of background, share a little bit about your experience as a psychiatrist. Well, I completed my um, residency at Duke, and I'm a graduate of the UNC Duke um, Psychoanalytic Institute. That's a rare collaboration of the two uh, centers. And um, I was an assistant professor of psychiatry at Duke and then a full professor at the University um, of East Carolina. And um, I've been in a private practice for the past 20 years. Let me try this. It's important that people understand, Dr. Feinstone, the role that you play as a member of the medical faculty at MagMutual. Well, I, I help with claims um, that are that are uh, that come up uh, uh, in my area, and um, I'm part uh, of the MagMutual Learning Center, uh, such as this presentation today. So the topic today is a complex and important one. Talk to us, doctor, about what physicians need to know about clearing patients from a psychiatric standpoint against harming themselves or another person when they come to the emergency department. First of all, why is this so incredibly important, particularly in these difficult times? Well, from on high and then from practical uh, uh, aspects, uh, the Joint Commission requires patients with suicidal ideation be screened for suicidality with a brief um, standardized tool. Uh, and that's per the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act, EMTALA. Um, uh, and that demands relevant medical screening exams for all ED patients and um, psychiatry, suicidal patients are part of that. And um, homicidal patients um, also need to be screened. Um, they um, are more complex. They can be, they're a threat to others, but they may also be suicidal and therefore be a threat to themselves. So the whole question of, of how physicians can protect patients from harming themselves or, and or others, um, if, they, if that patient does not acknowledge or admit to having suicidal or homicidal, quote unquote, ideations, how the heck does a physician deal with that? Well, let's focus on the suicidal patient. Um, who um, may camouflage his or her uh, thoughts. And 25% of suicidal patients are thought to initially deny having suicidal ideation. So in interviewing a suicidal uh, patient, an ED uh, physician must add an additional set of skills to already the multiple skills that an ED physician must have with the variety of patients that he or she sees. So, so let's talk about the, the actual skills that that physician would need, please, doctor. Well, suicidal patients have to be approached differently than other ED patients. Um, uh, they uh, must be allowed adequate time and you must maintain your patience um, with these patients. Um, you need to establish rapport with them. And that's through a caring but direct approach. First, using open-ended then multiple choice, then yes or no questions in that order about suicidal ideations and possible suicidal plans. 
And use yourself, use empathy to gain insight into the patient's thoughts and feelings. And on the mental status, notice clues such as social withdrawal, irrational thinking, depression, anxiety symptoms, irritability, or paranoia. And in the patient's history, note uh, clues such as putting one's affairs in order, uh, performing reckless acts, Mm. changes in sleep or appetite, or increased use of alcohol or drugs. These are things that your colleagues need to be looking out for, correct? Yes. So, so I'm curious about this and, and, and everyone listening. And by the way, Steve Adubato, the MD Advantage podcast, uh, now part of the Mag Mutual family. We're joined by Dr. Uh, Doug Feinstone, who is a psychiatrist and member of the medical faculty at Mag Mutual Insurance Company. Doctor, let me, let me try this. So as I'm thinking about this, there are so many variables, so many factors, so many indicators that people should, that physicians should be looking at. But at the same time, you can't predict 100%. You don't always know. So what kind of claims have you seen at Mag Mutual that our physicians listening right now to be should be aware of? What kinds of claims? Well, there are claims that no one was responsible. It was an unfortunate and tragic uh, situation. There have been claims of uh, patients committing suicide in the ED or outside of the ED. Um, And those are extra tragic and um, unfortunate. So, Doctor, let me ask you a question. For physicians listening right now who want to get your expertise, your understanding of the difference, if any, between how to treat a potentially violent or homicidal patient compared to a suicidal patient. First of all, is there any difference? Yes, Um, because your safety and the safety of others is the top priority. And you can use your level or you need to use your level of anxiety as your guide uh, for how secure you feel with that patient. You hold on your own level of anxiety. Um, your the, the physician's level of anxiety. That's that's your key. Um, and um, there's um, a long-standing guide of uh, whether the hair on the back of your neck stands up or not. To if, help, if it does, what the, what does that tell you, doctor? If it does, that means there's danger, and and to, to pay attention to that. So it's it's so interesting. A lot of what you're describing, doctor, beyond the science of this, beyond the medicine uh, is of this is is your instincts yes this is where the ed physician can use his or her uh training experience sharing of experiences with colleagues and uh uh use of him or herself that's why this podcast is so important because you're sharing that expertise like right now let me follow up on this question what actions can a physician take if there's not quote-unquote adequate cause to have a patient involuntarily committed. So what options is there for a physician? Well, those can be tragic uh, incidents because the patient clearly does not seem to be suicidal in the ED, but may be later or may act out suicide uh, later on. So there are things we want to try to do to our best ability. One is uh, to prevent access to firearms. um, And that includes as permitted by red flag laws in certain states. Important information. Last question from my perspective, doctor. So 
when and if a patient harms him or herself or another person, I, I would think, and any reasonable person would think, that the treating physician may tend to feel some degree of blame. What would you say to that physician? I know it's case by case, doctor, but overall, what would you say to that physician? I've, I've looked over many cases, and this is an honest answer. Often, no one is to blame. Um, it may not have been possible to prevent the patient from harming him or herself or others. Um, the physician is not to blame, and the patient is not to blame for his or her impulses that um, couldn't be controlled. Quick, quick follow-up. So this isn't 100%. This isn't exact science. You can't perfect this, correct? Correct. Medicine is an impossible profession to perfect, as said by Sigmund Freud. We can't save everyone. We do our best, and hopefully we learn to do even better. Dr. Feinstone, um, an incredibly complex, important, difficult topic. You've broken it down. You've helped us understand. You've helped your colleagues listening right now and everybody else who, who wants to better understand this complex and, and pressing societal issue. Dr. Uh, Doug Feinstone is a psychiatrist and member of the medical faculty at Mag Mutual Insurance Company. I want to thank you so much for joining us, doctor. Well, thank you very much, too. You got it. On behalf of the teams at MD Advantage and Mag Mutual, this is Steve Adubato. We thank you so much for listening. Check us out next time.